are back on Flux to Pose after a week off thanks to American Thanksgiving. But hey, that'll happen sometimes. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jason, and I am joined as always by the infamous Mr. Lucas Rose. Ahoy there, friends of the internet. Small fry, even. Small, yes. Hoy there, small fries. I, I, I have to admit, you know, those peek behind the curtain, folks. I wasn't sure if you were going, and then I went. Anyway, you know, you played the music. And I was like, is he just testing, or do I just do uh, that? I'm doing the show. I did. Doing yep. it. Sometimes doing it you got to do it by the seat of your pants, man. You never oh. know what's happening. Oh, man. Um, feels good yeah, to be home, Jason. It, it is. feels like home. It, it feels like a week has gone by, and it has. We took a week off because, well, we'll get into that in a second. On tonight's yes. show, episode 141, recording on Monday, the 28th of November, 2016, we have IRL. We have What You Plan. We have an Overclocked Remix. We've got Netflixation, Moonrise Kingdom, and we have Community Grab Boy Egg, Hola. And then the show will be over. Hola, over. Hola, bola. That's what you got. That's what you get when you let your heart win. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We oh. owe. Oh. So there you have it. Um, yeah, you're like, what the heck, guys? You didn't record a podcast last week. You guys are like so consistent all Not the planned. time. And you're like, the best podcast I listen to. What do I do without you? Well, you see, gang, we had... First of Struggles. all, we had about a ton of scheduling conflicts with Battle of the Beer. So finally, we're like, all right, Monday, we're doing it. We're recording Battle of the Beer. Screw Flux to Pose. We're doing Battle of the Beer. So we did Battle of the Beer. And then I was like, we're trying to hit it. We're trying to hit a deadline for Battle of the Beer. So if you go to yeah. the Battle of the Beer channel, you see, you'll notice there's not one, but two videos up there. We have our most recent Battle of the Beer, mm-hmm. Dessert Beers. Yep. which you should check out. And then we have a review of a product. It's called our Beer Gear segment. We were lucky and privileged enough to receive a copy of Queen's Cup from the Buffalo Beer Mug Company, and we reviewed yes. it and made a video about it. So that was our big thing because we're kind of on a deadline to have that pushed out by Wednesday. And I said, Lucas, Lucas, yes, if you need time to edit, just forget about the podcast. Just forget you did. about it. You were very gracious. Do the thing. So Lucas was like, I'm a madman. This is me editing. All the video. Cut, paste. Ah. Uh, scrub the video. Apply filters. Zoom and enhance. Yeah. All of those then, things happened. And then boom, you got the video. Here, here's a little sneak peek of Battle of the Beer right here. Ooh, baby. Oh. Because that sounded like a Folks, we might have long after the official dessert beer of Flexipose has been <gasps> the Sockatuck Brewing Company's uh blueberry maple stout. But there's ah, a little, yes. not not too far away from Old Sagatuck, there's a town of Grand Haven, and there's a brewery there called Grand Armory, and they make this Nutter Your Business peanut butter stout, and it is quite it's delicious. Grand. It's I am the triple quite, grand. I, I am quite a fan of this beer. Yeah, me too. I uh, oh gosh, it even <sighs> sounds good. I yes, we well we don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen if it. If I but. could be a drink. I would taste like this because it is excellent. Dude, if you just tasted like that anyways, I'd probably just No, I I taste like lick. like sweat and um I don't know Ass. what beard tastes like, but probably not good. Budweiser. So, <laughs> uh, 
excellent, more excellence. I don't know. Well, according to what I I told I told dear friend Denny Luce one time is that, you know, the, the the long beard with the grain is that's wisdom. It's not age; it's wisdom. So a beard tastes like wisdom. That's true. I think. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, I recommend this beer. It is quite delicious. Lucas, speaking of, of beer and things, you're now like internet famous. I am. Yeah. Because wasn't you I on, before? You, you, well, quasi. Yes. You're well, you were on another podcast recently. I was second appearance outside of this. What we do here, whatever that might be. Yeah, I was on uh, We the Gamer Cast with Sean Capri. We have talked about him before because you were also on the exact same podcast. I, where I was. You get I interviewed was. as if you're like somebody important. It makes you feel all good and warm and special inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened yeah, to it so, this morning. Yeah, that happened Saturday. We had been trying to get together for quite some time, but uh, it just kind of n- didn't work out with um, the holidays coming around. But then finally yeah. we said, we're going to do it. Here it comes. So we did it on Saturday night. And uh, yeah, he got that baby out on Monday, and we had quite a chat. It was uh, it's very good. I told him, I told Sean that that he is an excellent um, interviewer. I I think he far surpasses my skills anyway. Uh, and which I mean, that's not saying much. I don't know why I use that as a yardstick, but <laughs> I do apparently. Um, and yeah, it just really was natural, and. <laughs> I was I was kind of confused because I, I I got onto the um, Skype chat and we just started talking and I'm thinking in the back of my mind I'm like am I should I be like recording this or have we even started the podcast uh, but that's how he has it that's how he has it set up so yeah which is you know, really nice for people I, who I, don't podcast really I just had to think of it because he mentions you know he, in his, I think in his prologue of the show he talks about our website and you know it's Mega Man and goodness and you go there I want to ask. Other people out there, and Lucas, maybe you've noticed this too if you've been on the site lately, but when you first load up the site, do you get random white bars on the sides? Mm. I do. I have gotten that, yes. Especially, like, if I load it up with only half a screen, like half of the screen moved off to the side, then I don't. Well, it's weird. It's there, but then if I refresh it, and then it's gone. I don't know if it's a caching error. I'm not sure what's causing it, but it's annoying me. There are angry. lots of things about our website that, I mean, it looks it looks pretty good, but it sometimes it feels like it's being held together with like rubber bands and paper right? clips. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's only two people that go there, and that's you and I to upload stuff anyway. So, yeah. hey, there's that self depreciation. <laughs> well, and we've that... often talked about how we need to utilize it more, but yeah, but that takes that takes a lot effort. of time, especially yeah. now if we're getting like reviewed cat like review items for PSVG and stuff like that. It's like, well. Sorry, Fluxtaposed. You're going down the drain in this, yeah. in terms of my time dedication, in terms of writing on a website. True, true. And, I mean, that's okay because, honestly, we never set – I mean, we even say it on the show. We never set out to be, you know, your number, your one-stop yeah. shop for all things gaming news or movie news or it's, anything. We're just – It's a better than a GeoCities or an AngelFire website. Only I'll, barely, I'll, though. I'll make that claim, though. I'll make – and if you don't believe me, I'll fight you. I would love to that. see what's the first, what's the number one rated GeoCities uh, website? I would probably love something to see about what anime. Like. Yeah, it's I probably mean, like an anime mud role playing <laughs> extravaganza. I think with they hen- just call with that he- with hentai. 
I think they just call that Yahoo chat. <laughs> Remember that back in the day you go on there and I don't know, yep. play a little pool and talk little to pool, little Euchre, do little some Yahoo LARPing. towers, <laughs> yeah, Yahoo exactly. towers, you know? So uh, yeah, definitely check out we, the uh, gamer cast. It's hosted by we, the nerdy.com. And mm-hmm. uh, you, I'm sure you can, I believe you can find it on pretty much every popular, uh, podcasting platform or there's a feed you can subscribe to there's many ways it's, true. it's a good sh- good show by old our friend sean uh i will uh i get wow I, you know this is we just kind of migrated into irl here we just shimmy shimmy the shot on just there. shimmied right in there um lucas i had holiday stuff i was yeah I was, you were i've been gone all week i left town on journey. wednesday and i didn't come home until sunday Whew. i had to take the dog oh. like i had to, had to get the dog groomed on wednesday i had to go to the the vet, and then we we're gone. Did you, take, did you take him to Woofs and Wags? How uh, bark, bark and bark and hounds, bark ah. and hounds. It used bark to be dogwood. Used to be dogwood barkery, and they changed the name. I think new ownership or whatever. But um, good lord, do they yeah. they all have to be puns of some sort? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. I, I spent way too much time in Greenville, man. A lot of trips yeah. to Walmart, and uh, it's just you feel. <sighs> I see time. people from high school and stuff or oh no like i was i got pizza the one night and like i'm sitting there I just was waiting on the car and I'm, i went going to pick it up and like there's this couple in front of me and i'm not really paying attention but then i noticed like i i turn i know i noticed that the, i noticed that the wife is like giving me the stink eye I was like, "What the hell?" And then I like, look, I, I she looked at her, and then I I recognized her, and that's at the point where she recognized me, and it was one of my old boss's um, daughters that I've known um, for quite some time. So you know, I talked to her for a little bit, but it was just like the thing in my head. I'm like, "What the hell is this girl's problem? Give me the stink <laughs> stink eye, you know?" Well, I got a so- beard. I got I got a beard. Deal with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You you get a beard. You grow a beard, and you become beard guy, and that's yeah. like uh oh, beard guy. Give me the stink eye, huh? That's not very yeah, nice. A little bit of the stink eye. Um, you know, other than that, uh, you know, just hanging out with the in-laws, visiting with the family. Uh, walked in on my brother-in-law pooping, so there's that. Oh. It's, it's always a fun family story. <laughs> right? And, uh, uh, yeah, I did a little – I almost did a little Black Friday shopping. Well, I did do – technically, I did do Black Friday shopping. We were out and about. Bought some dress shoes because my old pair is falling apart. So I upgraded my my snazzy shoes. Ooh, and, and that happened I, in uh, Greenville as well. No, we were in uh, on Twenty Eighth Street. Oh wow! They're at DSW Direct Shoe Warehouse or whatever the D stands for. And, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know what the D stands for. Oh baby! <laughs> and uh, you know, I did. You know, we had this conversation, and then I was sitting there looking at it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice, and I bought myself one of them there Amazon Fire tablets. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's funny that you mentioned that. Which one did you get? I got the the HD8, eight. so eight. The, the one that's on sale for 60 bucks. because I was like, well, if I'm buying it, I might as well spend a little extra. Because, you know, I, I, had a Nook, I had a Nook tablet for quite some time, and then randomly it's just like, I don't want to work anymore. And so I, I still have my original, my original like version 1 Nook. And um, I just don't use it very often. And I was like, well, you know, I might as well. Because I, I, these were on sale last year, and I, I didn't pull the trigger. And this time I was like, you know, what the heck? Because, um, you know, they only support Amazon. Like, it's a version of Android, but it's kind of controlled through Amazon. So you only have access to, like, 
the Amazon App Store, they have their built-in browser, which is called Silk. And there's only certain apps that are available. But, however, you can just enable an option. And then I found this great um, site called Gitjar, G-E-T-J-A-R, just like it mm-hmm. sounds. And they, um, it's a site that manages a lot of uh, app installation. So through that, I was able to just install the Nook app. So I have all my Nook eBooks on this through the app. Um, I'm sure I could download Chrome and get Chrome installed on here if I really wanted to. Same thing with, uh, they don't have the YouTube app, but you have like the web version of it. But I've got Twitch, I've got Netflix, I've got Hoopla, which is the library's digital, um, you know, checkout service, so I can access that, you know, through Amazon, you know, Amazon Reading or whatever that service is. I'll have books for that. And I I did download Hearthstone just to give that a try. I mean, it performs kind of all right. So, I mean, for a a budget tablet, I think it's going to do everything I wanted. Nothing else to just get a bigger screen to watch Netflix on. So that's kind of what I wanted out of it. So for the price point, I think it'll hit and it'll check all the boxes. And then, um, yeah, other than that, you know, I played a lot of 3DS and just kind of hung out and talking like Jerry here. (laughs) And why? What's the deal with that? Um, You know, I... Holidays are good. I ate a lot of junk. I ate a lot of food. I bought, um, I did buy a six pack of Nutter Your Business, and I bought a six pack of um, Jubilee for the trip, and I shared yeah. with no one. Oh wow! So you actually, did I gave my, me I, that. I gave my dad a Nutter Butter. So, what did he think? Um, well, my what dad is this pretty sissy much crap? my dad hates IPAs. Um, uh, pretty much only drinks Amber Ales. That's his go to your beer. Like he used to only drink Killian, uh, Killian's Irish Red. Religiously, oh, yeah, yeah. and now his favorite is the Alaskan Amber. That's a good Amber. From, so um, he's like, "Well, I mean, it was all right. I mean, I could drink it, but it's I still like my Amber Ales." <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> no like, one's I asking wasted, you to switch. I wasted this beer on you. That's um, that's funny. That's funny. And you know, other than that, you know, it was just a good time to yeah, have five days off, spend time with family. I got to see. You know, I spent saw my dad, my brothers, I saw my mom, my grandma, I saw my other grandparents. I saw, you got to see all my family, and you know, and that's what the holidays are all about, you know. So, it's true. What about the you, sir? I wasn't sure if that wrapped up your. Well, yeah. it's funny. We we have intertwining that wraps um, stories up. then, because yeah. well, let's start with the nutter butter. Uh, so my mom came on Wednesday to stay with us, and then because uh, she got she had she was bringing the turkey. Jason, she got a free turkey from work. Free um, turkey. A worky. It's a worky turkey. Uh, and so she, we were talking about how are we going to prepare this thing? And, you know, it's frozen and you got a lot of dethaw or thaw. Is it dethaw or is it thaw? Because if um, you dethaw, how are you? Hmm. What's well, the difference? Well, <laughs> I think if the microwave, it's called dethawing. And then, yeah, you know. Maybe that's the difference. When you dethaw, you're using a microwave. When you thaw, right. You set it out for the flies to lay eggs in it. Um, so, so because of that, she was like, "Why don't I just come over and I'll spend the night and and then we'll start dethawing it or thawing it in the morning." So when she came over on Wednesday, uh, I said, "Well, we you know we're gonna have we have some beer, uh, beer. Do you want to you know beer? bring some bring some and enjoy the festivities?" And she's like, "Well, I'll get some beer when I get there." So we go. She gets here, we go to the store, and I say, I say, we get in the car, I say, now, do you want to go to, like, a real beer store, or do you want to go to, like, 
Meyer, where you still kind of get a decent selection of singles, or do you want to, you know, just Let, go to you the know, let's store. talk about that a second. Meyer, yeah, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, we got to take capitalize on this beer craze. I've never, yeah. I haven't really taken advantage of the singles. Um, I have a few often. times. I bought, um, I bought some. Well, that's where I got the milky pumpkin from, because I bought just a single of uh, dragon's milk, and I had the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the rest, but. But you haven't done any of the other sing- singles. There? No, I haven't really, really perused it. I mean, how do you have you been to a couple different ones? Do they stack up? I've only been. Is, to... Is it kind of hit and miss? Like which Meyer you go to, or is it seem to be I don't, a decent selection? I don't know about which Meyer you go to. I, I have a feeling they probably have a larger selection in like Rockford or some or something like that, or over mm. by um, uh, what's the um. Over on 28th Street, if you keep going down far enough, you hit uh, Heights, something Heights, I think. Alger Heights? or uh, I don't know. It's another rich part of town that I can't oh. remember because I never go down there. But uh, anyways, that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. But I haven't I haven't gone to any other Myers and, and seen that. Um, so I don't even know. It might just be specific to certain Meyer, Meyer hmm. stores. But yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. Like they have more than just uh, you know, Line and Kugels and Blue Moon. They do have some decent like founders. You can get a lot of different founder beer, founders beers, uh, stuff like that. Just pretty much Bersh. what they're already carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I was like, that's kind of a mid level. You can kind of get a decent selection if you don't just want to buy a six pack. Because if I'm going to go out and buy beer, I feel like I might as well just go buy a bunch of like six different things I haven't tried before. Um, so she said, well, let's go to the beer store. <laughs> She's like, that's where you want to go clearly. So let's go to the beer store. And I said, I'm all set. I already, we already have, you know, beer back at home. It's not exactly my most favorite beer ever, but it'll work. She's like, well, let's go. So we get there. We went to D, D- Schuler's, which is pretty much our main, our main place to go. Like when we uh, saddle up for battle of the beer and get stuff there, uh, get the beer for that show. Um, so we're very well, I'm very well versed in everything that they have. What's all Mickey inventory? He was, he was, but it was super busy there. So we get there oh. and no, you know, no surprise with it being the day before Thanksgiving. Is he, is he at the point yet when you walk, he's like, Oh man, you again. I, I felt like that might be the case, but he was so busy that he didn't even really notice I was there until we got to mm-hmm. the checkout counter. But we were there, or we got there, and an Arcadia Ales sales rep was there giving um, free taste tests. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, I tasted. Um, there were two I already had. One of which was their Lockdown um, Scotch Ale, which I like. I mean, I already knew I liked it, but it was free, so I was like, that's whatever. like Lock with like L O C H, isn't it? Yeah, like Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Um, which, you know, Scotch Ale is one of my most favoritest styles. So I was like, yes, please. Uh, and then something in the middle, but similar. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I think I had it before too. Another dark beer. I think I've had this before. <laughs> I, I, I said to the guy, I heard they recently, uh, added more hops to the, to the ingredients. Um, and then the barrel aged shipwreck porter was the third thing that they were taste testing. Now, I knew this was special because it was, first of all, it said barrel-aged, and most barrel-aged beers are expensive. If if you buy them, usually you get them in a four-pack or a single or bomber or something. 
Um, so I was like, yeah, let's try it. I've wanted to try it. And, uh, so I get some and yeah, it's good. It's really good. Actually. I, I really enjoyed it. And he says, well, um, you know, and my mom's like, oh, I've never had 12% ABV, ABV. That's crazy. I wouldn't drink. I'm you know, going to go pretty, to sleep. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, you know, this is pretty, pretty thick for me. Um, so she was, so, uh, you know, we, we did all that. And then I was like, all right, do you want to get a six pack or what do you want to do? And she's like, well, let's get one of those barrel aged shipwreck porters. <laughs> and I'm like, or no, she said two, let's get two. I, I was like, a- I'm like, uh, cause they only, he, this guy must've brought in a couple cases and mm-hmm. that's all they had. So it was a limited kind of like, we just have what we have and when it's gone, it's gone. Right. So we go mm-hmm. over to, um, over by, uh, where they keep kind of, uh, well, you'll know over by the humidor where they have the uh, cigars and stuff, and they always yeah, have yeah. extra um, dogfish head for some reason right there. <laughs> uh, so I look at it and I'm like, "There only one has a price tag," and I'm like, "Mom, this is like nine dollars a bottle, and you want to get two? And she's like, "You know, she's like, she's like, you only are live you sure? Once. She says, "Are you sure they're nine dollars?" And I said. No, I mean, I guess it could be a four pack, but I highly doubt that there it's only nine dollars for four of them. And there's another guy and he's like, I don't know. I think that's for four of them. And he's got two in his hand. I said, Mom, let's just grab one. We'll just grab one and we'll split it because we don't need two. That's for sure. Like we don't each need one full 12 percent ABV beer. So she grabs one and then we grab some other stuff and we get to the counter and sure enough, it was $9. So that one beer was a, was the same price as pretty much the five other ones that we bought. Um, so it's funny that you brought up the nut of your business stout because that was one that I grabbed. I was like, mom, you've got to try this and a Jubal ale. <laughs> so um, two of what, cause you said you grabbed nice. Jubal ale too, right? Uh, yep. And I don't think I've had it before. I don't think I've had Jubilee before. And, didn't um, no? Didn't we do a Jubilee in the original Battle of the Beer? I think we did. We didn't. Wasn't it it's possible. I think we did Jubilee and three Scrooges. I think because we did like Christmas ales. Oh first, yeah, maybe we did. I think we did. Um, I think, well, I don't I remember that, and I definitely, <laughs> I definitely didn't untap it. That's for sure. Maybe it was like two years ago by now. So yeah, that's true. Um, and then we grabbed that Naughty Girl Scout that we saw the mint. Kind of oh, after yeah, yeah. the uh, thin mint cookie or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that honey Kolsch. and uh, I gotta say, like I, I pretty much enjoyed everything I got. Um, but the nut of your business stout, my mom was like, eh, "It's okay," and Danette was like, eh, "It's okay, yeah, it's all right." They thought it smelled weird. I was like, "Are you what? What is wrong with you people?" You, mu- I said, if Jason likes this, the guy who gave away his candy when we lived together. Cause you were, I remember you were like, you can eat this cause you had it for, from Christmas. And it was like <laughs> February. You're like, I'm not, I'm not going to eat these. Like, okay. Uh, like if you can enjoy it, then there's something wrong with them. But, uh, I really enjoy, actually, I liked the, the experience of buying a six pack and we just split each beer right down the middle. So it was a really good way to try. Wait. So you like cut the bottles in half and then somehow <laughs> drink it. Yeah, long ways, like the really, the even most difficult. Well, every time I like split beer like that, my half's on the bottom and I always drink first. So, Mm. you know, it's just how it works. Well, I got jokes today, folks. (laughs) Yes, he's he's the jokester. I'll just, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to do, oh, geez. Oh, oh boy. That's, that's, 
that that's my reaction to you, sir. But okay. I really enjoyed. Uh, I think we should do this sometime. We'll split the cost of a six pack and then just split every beer because you still get to try try six beers, but you only end up drinking three of three beers. You know, by the time you're done. So if you get those twelve percent ABVs or something, you're not drinking an entire, uh, you know, full twelve ounces of that thing, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. regretting it later. So I really enjoyed doing that, and. Uh, then um, that you know we had Thanksgiving that went all fine. Uh, had a lot of good food, just like you. I ate way too much. And then on Saturday, before I was on the podcast, uh, we moved my mom back to uh, Stanton, uh, our home hometown from Lansing, and uh, everything went smooth. And I went and did the podcast. So that was pretty much. Oh, oh, and then the other thing. That's right. I don't have this written down. The other thing that you had said that relates to me as well is I had told you that you knew because my wife included you in, in on this, uh, my wife on black Friday, she was trying to get me a gift and she texts, she has a tendency to text you around the holidays to ask yes, you last year. The big, uh, the big purchase question was about, uh, battlefront. Yep. Yep. And, uh, which is good because I think if she needs to make sure it's what I'm talking about, um, yeah. it's nice that, or I can just know, be a dick can... and be like, no, he really doesn't want any of that stuff. He really <laughs> said he, he just wants to have more time with you and underwear. Isaac this year. Yeah. More underwear and socks and ties. And hey, I get uh, underwear and socks should... every year. Hey, they're essential. Well, it's good to know because then you got clean, you've got clean, uh, underoos, uh, packing. Um, well she, okay. So she asked about, about the fire tablet, the seven inch one that was on sale for like mm-hmm. $35 or yep, whatever it was. Basic, yep. Yep. I almost um, bought that one. And she, and I, we had, you know, she got so nervous. She's like, I don't know if you're going to like it. Cause it wasn't something I specifically asked for, but I've talked about it um, in the past about having a tablet. She's like, I just don't, I just don't know if you, if you're going to like it. And I said, well, what is it? Or, or can you tell me like, is it something I would use every day? You know, that type of thing. Well, she ended up, somebody else wanted a tablet and she asked my opinion on to look up these. And I said, well, I don't really know a lot about them and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, you know, they're okay. And she's like, oh, so you wouldn't want one if you, if I ordered one for you? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not saying that. But um, so it turns out she, you know, she ordered one for me and then I end up finding out. And, she, and so we decided to cancel it. Well, apparently I didn't cancel it right on Amazon because a couple days it's at later, my house right now it's at my house. I'm holding it right now. Um, <laughs> and I have opened it and we're keeping it and sharing it. So Ooh, we're fire buddies. Yeah. We, we, is there a friend social network on there? Did oh, you get the guy with so. has the ads on your lock screen? Yes, I must have because they are, there are ads. On I thought because screen. I got the other version of the tablet that was automatically not on there. I haven't really done the price research, but I know, I think it's like 15 bucks to get rid of it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me either, but it just I know it's there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's how they get you, apparently. I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'll probably end up using it. Like I was like, oh, well, and see, that's the problem. If it's something I haven't really considered, I start thinking of ways of like how I could use it. And I'm like, you know, this actually probably will be pretty cool. So now I really feel bad because I'm sure the gift would have been fine, but it wasn't on my radar in my head. Yeah. You know, well, it so, gives you a, it gives you another option besides the Chromebook if you need something to just. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the Chromebook's not even really that great. It's like of a screen. It has that right. really kind of soft 
um, matte screen. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you know, you don't want to watch stuff on there. So. Yeah, I yeah, haven't exactly. tried, um, I haven't done anything like video on this yet, so I don't know like how that. No, me works, either. But... I just played a, a quick mobile game and um, I'm planning on using it to read a little bit too. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to because I, I found when I had, like, I mean, yeah, like my Star, some Star Wars books I, I like to get, you know, digital. I mean, hardcover, like the, for instance, the Aftermath trilogy. I mean, you, you were kind enough to buy me the first one, so I'll probably get that whole trilogy on, you know, hardcover. But other yeah. stuff, I find I read more when it's just quickly at my fingertips, especially when, like, in bed, because I don't have to have a yeah. light, you know. And Yeah, exactly. And this, this gets way darker than my phone does. I turn my phone all the way down, and it's still pretty bright. Yeah, so that's that's a nice, um, a nice comparison you can have. Uh, and that's it. That's that's pretty much. I, mean, I don't think I'm forgetting everything. It just it feels weird because we have we've technically kind of been there's a two weeks almost worth of stuff because we did the episode on Monday. Uh, you know, yeah. two weeks. Well, ago. Let's face it. You can't really can remember what happened that happened week. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Battle of the Beer so, happened. That's what people need to know, and that's what they need to check out. That's true. And please do. And hey, subscribe too. Even if you don't yeah. ever plan on watching another one. Subscribing really helps us because uh, it it helps us unlock other features and to flexpose and to battle the beer. Yeah, that's that's true. Both of them, they're both linked to each other. So if you visit one, you'll see a, a a link to the other one. And yeah, it'll it'll just help us because YouTube is a biatch and only plays favoritism to things that are popular. So unfortunately, Heck, that's we, just the way it is. We'd really like a hundred subscribers, and then we can get that custom URL. Yeah, I love for being honest. Here's the thing, (laughs) too. I just like to say, because it might be a slight misconception, is like, well, I don't just want to see you guys just talk about beer. And I mean, yes, we do talk about beer, but um, not only speaking as someone that's on the show and involved with the production of the show, but I like to think that we make an entertaining um, watch for someone that's, you know, you don't have to be a beer enthusiast to, like, enjoy this this episode you know my my, yeah. my mother-in-law watches this and she doesn't drink beer my wife watches this and has a gets a kick out of it every time and just obviously can't drink beer and isn't really a, a beer drinker anyway so i think i think there's a little more appeal there than i think people might think it's just you know us talking about beer like look at not the as head. entertainment look at but the, yeah uh, let me get the tape measure out this has a two-inch head no the aroma i'm currently pulling it's slight <laughs> aromatic of elderberry and almonds, but this, if I have it on nitro, then there's a little bit more of a maple taste. Now, you'll notice the color is kind of flaring outward with a tenth degree of N, <laughs> and you'll want to multiply that on the Bylander scale to come now up with Now, let's check the, the viscosity. The, yes, you come up with the actual rating. It's not like that. You know, We, we want to do that. It's a good video. Well, you should watch it. You should know it's not like that because we're not like that with anything, honestly. Yeah, we do we're this. Just... Um, actually, uh, oh we'll fact, yeah, we'll, f- we'll fact check that in like three weeks. Um, actually, that's how we that's how we do things. That's true, and or somebody tells us how wrong we were on, on, uh, on our tweeters. Or hey, yeah. Like that. While I was I was um, checking for last minute, you know, maybe flex deposed community grab bag submissions. I came across this fun little. Here's your Twitter fact for the episode. Um, Ubisoft have released 15 different Assassin's Creed games between the date that Final Fantasy 15 was first announced and the date that Final Fantasy 15 actually released. Oh my god. Not true. But it's funny if it was. 
I was uh, gonna this, say I believed it. That's how horrible they are. About well, it saying. comes from uh, the the uh, parody account of uh, the one Sony CEO. But let's see here: oh. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, Revolutions, Assassin's Creed Three, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Altair's All Chronicles, them, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, Assassin's Creed Two Discovery. And then I don't. I've never heard of the Assassin's Creed Chronicles games. China, India, and Russia. I have. They're so, um, so if those side are scroller two Ds. Oh, then this is then this is a legit list of fifteen games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. those are real. Uh, I think they're. I want to say they're because um, you can buy them on PC, on Steam. But I think they're also like targeted towards handhelds. Uh, speaking and of devices. side scrollers, do you remember that? Uh, I think it's still you get it on Steam. Um, that side-scrolling version of Half-Life. It was like no. it was called like Gordon something. It's like side-scrolling. Sure no, it was like it was made by Valve. Codename Gordon, I think. Checking it out. Yeah. No. Well, maybe that's uh, Half-Life yeah. side-scroller yep. is a hit. Yep. It's old, like twenty two thousand and four. Based on Half Life and Half Life Two. Okay, but that's 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 a subject. Tangent. <laughs> Tangent. How about we do what you playing? Okay, go. Oh, thank you, Captain America. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, gang. I watched a lot. Well, I, I watched. Yeah, I you played. Did. I did a bit. Okay, so I had this came from uh, some side conversation on Wednesday as I was getting ready to wrap up work. I was like, well, I guess I'll just start watching it. Um, from a uh, friend of the show, Mr. Dave Robopig himself. And um, mm. he had told me that, um, thanks to the, the Dad's Getting Grounded podcast, there was this cool little... Um, it was basically his submission for um, a, a Netflixation, if we ever did, you know... Um, which we've done um, documentaries before, you know. Um, and it's called I Am Your Father. It is on Netflix. Yes. And as you can tell, it is Star Wars related. Um, it's from 2015, I believe. And it's about uh, the man himself, Dave Prowse, who for those that are unfamiliar, he is the actual actor that was inside the Darth Vader costume for the original trilogy. Um, yes. So it kind of gives you a little more background on him as an actor, as a person, but then uh, really details like the falling out that took place between him and George Lucas. And then um, some of the, I don't know, there's some issues with him uh, in interviews that he gave and information that he gave out. But then also I think the way things were handled um, at Lucasfilm in regards to him were pretty, were pretty poorly done. And um, specifically they were very, um, shady about because um, he, I guess, had always had always believed, and it was just imagined that if there was ever a moment in Star Wars where you know Vader was unmasked, he would get to play that, you know, and get the recognition recognition in a way for his you know years and years of work under the mask. And then um, you know that was not the case. They cast uh, Sebastian uh, Shaw in that role, and he wasn't even told like it was basically filmed on set while he was somewhere else doing something else on the production. 
and you know wasn't told was kind of hidden from him and i mean he did find out but i mean so the whole kind of premise of the documentary though is this guy approaches him because he's 80 now um and tries to give him some own personal closure and offers you know would you want to play darth vader one more time and we'll reshoot that scene and let you play the part that you should have oh wow so and I think, you know, at the same time, though, I think that it isn't quite fair because, you know, yeah, just because you're, you're and let's face it, he did, was a great physical actor for that. He did, he brought, you know, Vader to life with the, the mannerisms and the way he moves, you know, that is Vader. But at the same time, you can't be expected to, to think, you have, you have to believe that, you know, the filmmakers had a specific look in mind for Vader's face. Apparently, he, uh, it, a chubby white dude. Hum, who... Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> yeah. You know, God, he looks terrible. So I, so you can't. I mean, you can't be too upset if your your appearance didn't quite match what they had hoped for. Which, at, at side note, is like, what did they hope for? Because um, TBS, I think, had a Star Wars marathon on Friday, mm-hmm. and they had all six films. And I, after getting back from my dad's and enjoying one too one few too many of Alaskan beers, I I barely stayed awake. But my brother in law and I, Matt, you know, we watched Return of the Jedi because it was on and. Every time I see that, I'm just like, what the heck is they thinking with that? He just looks ridiculous, you know? It's true. And can I say this? Can I say this? I hate, I absolutely hate that they got rid of Yub Nub and put that horrible song in its place at the end of that movie. The Ewok song was so much better. Like, because all the, the, the dance and everything was synced to that beat, and while they tried to get us, like the song they inserted closely matches it rhythm, rhythmically, you can tell it's not quite right because everything looks just slightly off. And it just doesn't have as, it doesn't have like the celebratory feel that Yub Nub has. You know, Lucas, do me a favor, Yub Nub needs to go into this episode. Okay, I will, um, hey, let's, we, we can end with Yub Nub. How about that? Perfect. Because Yub Nub needs to be celebrated. I used to end every episode of Holocron Council with Yub Nub. Yub Nub is good. Yub Nub. It's fun to say. So it's a good it's a good documentary. I highly if you're any a fan of Star Wars in any way, shape, or form, I highly recommend it. Jessica I was actually started it and I was telling her about it. I was like, Would you want to watch it? She's like, Yeah, so I actually started it over and she watched it watched it with me and she really liked it as well. Oh, I thought you were gonna say and she said that was a huge mistake. <laughs> I have fallen into a pit of despair. Or sinking ship of despair, I believe was your you know, actual quote. It is yeah, a sinking ship of you're going down with the ship, Jason. Uh, I started that as well. I didn't get very far in it, um, mm-hmm. not because I didn't like it or anything, just because I had to stop watching. So now that I know a little bit, because I didn't really, I just started watching it based on the content. But now that mm-hmm. I know what the end game is, I'll probably finish it out. Yeah, I, my only the sad thing is you don't get to see the finished product, which I'm sure it's because of you know they didn't want to get into legal crap with Lucasfilm. Yeah. But I'm sure it's got to be out there on the internet floating around. But um, you know, part of this thing is that, you know, he's all, he isn't welcome at, you know, celebration because of, you know, the crap with George. So I'm I hoping that'll that, change now. Yeah. I'm hoping that he gets invited back now that, you know, Disney's kind of more involved and the, um, I mean, he's 80. I think he's, you know, dealing, fighting, uh, Alzheimer's as well. So, I mean, his best days are behind him. So I kind of hope it gets, you know, set, settled. But once again, you know, if things I read that, you know, I can be a real prick if I want to. And um, Ugh, I didn't man. I didn't make Mara Jade, so don't talk to me about her. You know, he, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, he could be real douchey about some stuff. But um, if, if if it's true what happened with some of the the plot details that got leaked, because there's certain things that got leaked surrounding D- Dave Prowse, like um, I I won't go into now. Just watch the documentary because it it explains stuff better. But a lot of he said she said I'm hate you stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Moving on, I, another documentary I've started, but I have. Um, I haven't finished. Much in the vein of uh, King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, we have Man vs. Snake. Um, have you watched King Snake? of Kong? I have, yes. It's been a while. So you remember, you, got, you of course, you're familiar with Billy, long-haired, what's his name, the God's Gift to Classic Gaming. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. But, gosh, it's going to bug me. Yeah. Billy Mitchell. Kind of thinks high, pretty highly of himself, you know, but I mean, he was a good has the records to back it up in a way. So Man vs. Snake, much of the same thing. It's about, uh, again, Twin Galaxies, the arcade in the Tum- – is it a Tumwa, I think, Iowa? And they're, I can't even remember the name of the game now, but think like a combination of Snake and, like, Pac-Man. It's kind of like it was. So you'd have a, okay. a level with, like, a maze-like grid, and you'd have to eat all these different orbs to get through the level, and the more you eat, the faster the snake would go. And if you touch your – you know, if you – bit yourself you die so but what's important that the game I, well, let's look it up so we have the centipede uh, it's not centipede it's a game i had never heard of until i i watched this documentary um nibbler is the game nibbler i have never heard of that either yeah so uh, the only time i've heard of nibbler is futurama you know so <laughs> yeah, uh that's true. so um what was fa- Big about Nibbler, it was like one of the first arcade games of that era that had a nine-digit scoring limit. So it was the first game where getting a a billion point total was going to be a possibility. And um, the the based on you know score progression, it would take like over a day to achieve that. So the only way to do it would be to marathon it and play for like you know how many like thirty something hours straight. And this local kid. From Atumwa does it, uh, gets the beats this million record, and and the the game the company that the creators of the game had said if you know whoever does it first they'll give them a copy, uh, give them their own arcade cabinet of Nibbler. So he does, he gets the cabinet, and then um, you know he goes on about his life. But then it's revealed to the documentary that actually some kid over in Italy beat that score. And it wasn't since it wasn't done, you know, and documented by Twin Galaxies, the, you know, the 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 old dude. I can't think of his name, but he always has the referee, the, the you know, the record keeper. <laughs> yeah. You know, he um, it's not officially recognized, but now so the documentary is focuses on this original record ho- record holder, Timothy McVeigh is his name. Oh, that's no connection with the bomber, of course. Yeah. And um, you know, I think he's like you know forty in his forties now. Is you know like kind of training to take get his record back you know, to beat that score. So kind of very similar in that same vein of King of Kong. I, I just love like hearing about classic gaming in that era and stuff. And um, so I can't, I can't fully endorse it yet. Cause I, I just started, just started into it. And then uh, rounding things up, I had a lot of time with 3DS. I finished, I finally finished rhythm, yeah, rhythm thief, which was a humble, humble bundle uh, game. I got Ooh. a while back, finally finished that. I didn't do all the unlocks, but I actually got through the story. So that's, I might go back and do the unlocks. Probably not, but I finally <laughs> finished it. Uh, animal crossing still sinking hours and hours into that. 
And I started playing Majora's Mask on uh, 3DS, oh, yeah, the 3D yeah. version. Uh, wow, much darker than any other Zelda game I've ever experienced. Um, very interesting because, you know, a lot of kids, this was their Zelda game that they first played. This is like their game, like my brother Will considers this like the Zelda of his childhood, you know, that he played. And, man, it's not an easy game, and it's very weird, very dark in subject matter. So it's cool to finally play it. And I have to say, like, like one of the masks you get is, like, from this 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 dancing ghost, this dancing spirit that's haunted and you, you send him on his way, but you get this mask and it like the part that covers most of your face, your face is just flesh toned and it's just smooth. And then it's like a mini version of this guy's head and neck stitched onto the top part. So there's actually like the stitch lines. So you got this flesh colored blank face with this guy's head stitched on top of it. It's just, it's just creepy looking. So I will I'll slog through that as we go, and then the last thing I will mention is uh, we received this on uh, play, through play some video games. It's called Book of Demons, and this is interesting. It's on Steam Early Access, and you know Kevin gave me um, the the brief description. He's like, yeah, it's like a action RPG, kind of like Diablo, and I was like, oh okay, I haven't played a a good dungeon crawler in a bit, and so if you look at like the video, that's what you see. You're like, oh okay. It's very different. Like, going through the story and just the way the dungeons look, I was like, holy cow, they're, like, ripping off Diablo so hard. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, it's, I don't know, it's, like, paper craft in its way. Like, everything in the environment, you can, you can tell it's supposed to look like folded paper in a way. And it's on, like, rails. Like, you have, you can control which direction you're moving. But if, like, if you watch a video or something, there's, like, a distinct path you're on. You only can walk in that path. And then there's like a card mechanic. So um, you have powers based on cards. You only have so many cards you can equip. Then you can like kind of craft cards and upgrade them in ways. So it's like a distilled version of Diablo, but still Diablo in a way. And then your attacks like are auto attacks. So you automatically attack, but you can like click on enemies to attack faster. And like some enemies will have like armor. So you have to click on the shield icon to break it, or you can like interrupt spells in that same way it's kind of interesting so at first i was like well this is just a ripoff but then i was like huh okay this is a little different um i find like the the whole rail things is a little limiting but i've probably put mm, an hour somewhere between an hour or two into it um Mm -hmm. and it's been enjoyable so far which is kind of nice is like when you go and start playing the game you can select like how long a session you want and you'll, the game will scale the enemies and the rewards based on that. So you can say, oh, I only can play for five minutes. It'll give you a five-minute dungeon to go through. Or you can say, oh, I've got a half an hour. It'll give you a half an hour version of the dungeon oh, that's to go cool. through. And then you'll make, because you're like, at the uh, when you're in town or when you're going through the dungeons where you're picking your, what you want to do, it shows you like this whole, this elongated staircase. And this is act one, act two, act three, you know, progressing down into hell. So, you know, as you go through those missions you slowly make more progress down that little chart so um it's been enjoyable so far it's different it made me kind of like oh man i kind of wish this was a real um dungeon crawler but you know what was the one that you've been playing recently um grim dawn yeah is saw, isn't that i think that's on humble uh it was that. on sale yeah it was like yeah well, oh, it is actually—it's—it's it's a humble staff picks bundle right now. It is under the fourteen dollars or more, and you unlock it. Huh. There's also um, 
Volume TIS 100, Legend of Grimrock 2, Infinifactory, The Secret World. Um, and honestly, the only game that, that besides Grim Dawn that interests me in that entire bundle is it's called Dungeons 2, which is like what Dungeon Keeper should have been. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since there's been a good dungeon game. Yeah. Well, remember uh, they released like that mobile version of Dungeon oh, Keeper? Gosh. Like, oh, God. Man, yeah, place a building and then wait another hour while you, before you exactly. can do anything. So that is my what you playing today. Ooh. Excellent. Well, I will pick up with just telling you I'm playing. Oh my God, Green Ruins on your list. Yes, uh, GTA Four. Oh wait, you didn't talk about um, the witch. I was waiting to hear about oh, your guys's. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Well, it's been so long. Yeah. So after your your talk, we uh, we watched the witch. Um, two weeks ago, uh, made it about 15, 20 minutes. And like, okay, we got to turn on subtitles because I have no <laughs> yep. idea what the heck these people are saying. I mean, it was just like typical, I th- typical problem I find when I'm streaming something that sometimes the audio is really loud and the dialogue is really quiet. So you can't find that good balance. And especially they're speaking with, you know, new Englandish accents. Yeah. Well, here, here, know. here. I have, I have a bit, um, a bit of the script here. Oh, okay. Uh, what what went what went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses, we have travailed a vast ocean for what? We must ask thee to be silent. Was it not for the pure and faithful dispensation of the gospels? Yeah, I can barely read it. Yeah, it's it's like that. Um, you know, was it scary? No, never. No, it's not a it it I don't think it has one jump scare in it. No. And it's like um Here's what I have to here's here's my one comment. Okay. If you're the actress that plays the mom. Yeah, at this point Game do you have Thrones. to be like, do I really have to breastfeed in another role? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't That's know. I did it, it, back then. It, it was like interesting, but then like, okay, like when when the, you see the witch that first time, and you yeah. can't really you have no idea what's going on besides what she's doing, and you're like it, it just looks really weird. And then, like when the boy stumbles across, and you're like, oh, like, oh, of course she looks like that, you know. And then this happens, and then well, I think she, um, well, no, because I guess she was old again towards the end of the movie. Yeah, but I think um, she probably it probably has a way to kind of like alter her appearance based on what her victim desires in a way. Yeah. At first I thought maybe she was looking for, um, young blood to get, to become young again, like mm. a fountain of youth type situation. But then she is older again when, yeah. towards the end well, of the Well, it's just movie. interesting how she just like gets the baby in the first place, you know? Oh like, yeah. It's in a like, split second. And then based, like the on, based on Wikipedia, she used the baby to make a flying potion or flying ability. So that's how she was like flying in the later portion of the film. Oh, I see. But I don't know that that goat always was like weird with the kids, and the goat was always like really strange, you know. The two twins were always weird, oh, and they were just always annoying. Yes. And then, um, yeah, you know, every, everybody dies as typical, and then it was like, you know, oh, spoiler gonna... alert. <laughs> well, everyone dies. Everyone, true. everyone in the entire world in this game, in this movie dies. And then, that you know, other true. things, other things happen. I, I, you know, it was cool to watch 
Um, overall, I was a little disappointed with it, though. I mean, because I heard, like, a lot of good things about it. So when I finally saw it, it was just kind of, you know. It's it's not for everybody. And I knew that. And that's why I was curious to know what you were thinking. Yeah, because it it's just... very slow. It, it's it's not what you think of when you say, hey, you want to watch a scary movie? If somebody pulls this out, you're going to hate them probably. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> I was actually surprised that we even saw that there even was the aforementioned title character in this. I just thought that was just going to be what it was called. I didn't think it actually would have a witch, so to speak, in the movie. Yeah. It's uh, uh yeah, it's a it's an interesting film. You should watch it. Whoever you whoever's you listening right now, if you haven't watched it, see for yeah. yourself. Seriously, there's more of a more to the movie than what I just talked about. I didn't spoil it. So. Yeah, but turn on those captions like for reals. It's it's tough. Um, well, I'm playing more Grand Theft Auto 4. That's about all that needs to be said about that. Just getting farther in it, really. Um, I do want to. I will say that I think Liber- Liberty City in this iteration. I feel. I think that's probably my favorite city. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just like the way it's laid out. It feels very like it feels very much like Chicago or New York. Um, whereas. I think uh, San Andreas and oh, what's the Vinewood and all of that in Grand Theft Auto Five feels very m- much more like it feels like a big city, but then you have like that weird outlying area of the countryside and stuff. I don't know. I just I just like the way this city flows a little bit better. So uh, just enjoying kind of going through and. And, and playing through this game because there's yeah. a lot. I have a tendency to remember, even though I've played through it before, I have a tendency to remember the first like two to three hours and then the rest of it I have forgotten and has been lost to time. So I, I just have to get past that hump and then I'm like, oh, that's right. All this stuff happened. So I think I'm like 15 hours into it, something like that. So not terribly Terribly long, but probably about halfway through. And then uh, I f- completely forgot that this would unlock for me already because it's part of the Humble Bundle Monthly that I subscribe to. And you get a you get a one game out of the, the Humble Bundle that is unlocked for you immediately if you pay ahead of time, which I didn't, but it, it comes out automatically. So when that happened, this game was available to me, and that's Dragon's Dogma. Dark Arisen, which is the PC port slash uh, remaster, I guess you want to say. Because hey, I, I still haven't played that. I've, I, knew, I knew you had it because I think somebody bought that for you or yep, something. It was a gift, a birthday gift. Um, well, here, let me tell you a little bit about it if you're curious. Uh, I played this game when it came out on a 360. I think I rented it because I obviously didn't own it. So I'm, I must have rented it somehow. And... I got to and past the parts that I remembered. And the reason why I remembered them was because they are freaking difficult. This game is sort of like Dark Souls meets Shadow of the Colossus, maybe. There's a part where... So so you make a character. You create a character much like in Dark Souls. You have like a vocation and everything. And you have levels and you have gear. And there's a dragon who comes and uh, attacks your hometown. This uh, dragon has arisen from the slumber and a blight is falling upon the land and it comes and rips your heart out with a talon and it eats it. And now it has your heart and you're kind of like this 
weird sort of, well, they call you a risen, but I mean, I don't know how you function without a, a heart. I guess you're a zombie or something. And zombie. so you have this, you have this ability to command what are called pawns. They're actually called Myrmidons is the name of their, their race, but I, it's kind of a neat explanation to have followers you can have uh, up to three of them, I think. And they do like, you'll make your main pawn and it's the exact same character creation, except for you adjust their AI to, to a certain degree. Okay. And then other people do that too. Like you could do that, Jason, and then you could have my pawn in your game and I could have your pawn in my game along with my own pawn. And so when that happens, like you'll you'll use my pawn and then send my pawn back to me and it will come back with knowledge of the things that you've done. So if you're on quests that are farther ahead of me, uh, your pawn will be able to inform you about certain things like, oh, I know there's a lever here because you've already gone through it with them. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then the reason why I say it's sort of like Shadows of the Colossus is, be- is because you are fighting large beasts. Like when you fight a dragon, it's the size of a dragon. There's an ogre yes. outside one of the towns and it's probably about 12, 15 feet. So you can actually grab onto it and climb up it and be able to attack it. There's no glowy spots or anything like that, but you can attack it when you're climbing okay. around on it and stuff. So. I, I don't know. Uh, I've gotten farther than I was before because the 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 world opens up slightly. Um, you're mostly just following roads, but not like Skyrim where you can just wander off the road and go find something else to do. These are uh, sort of sort of open world, but mostly you're kind of just stuck to the road. Hmm. And the reason why I remember the parts that I remember is because you can diverge off the road into. Uh, another another section of the map and you just get your ass handed to you you get destroyed so i was like okay maybe i just have to follow the main mission which is pretty much true to a certain extent because it doesn't tell you like you need to be level five to do this mission you just kind of have to find that out on your own uh now i made the mistake of changing my vocation which is like fighter mage it's basically your class I made the the mistake of changing it because I went from a fighter, which uses a a sword and shield, um, to a two-handed weapons expert. Now, the problem, the reason why that was a mistake is because apparently two-handed weapons cost like double the amount of, or at least the ones that were available to me were double the amount of a uh, single-handed weapon. And so I couldn't afford the new weapon that that I just, you can't use the other ones. Like once you pick what class you are, you're stuck with the weapons that you're able to use in that class. And so I could not afford the new weapon. So I had to sell my armor and um, otherwise I was useless. So I had to sell my armor to be able to afford a <laughs> two handed sword. So, so now you're like the naked. guy in um, yeah, ghouls and ghosts and you fight in your undies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think I had shoes still because I couldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want anyone to walk around barefoot. That just would hurt too much. So, uh, you know, it's a pretty decent game. It does it does have a very Japanese-inspired uh, construction to it. I don't re- I don't really know how to describe it other than it just has that that look about it. Um, so if you've played it or if you've seen it, you just I think you know what I'm talking about, which is fine. It just you can tell it doesn't have that typical 
Western RPG feel to it. So it's it's pretty fun, though. I, I do enjoy it. I just find the writing to be a little boring because they use a very uh, a very thee and thou and they say ought instead of like saying, oh, if you have something in your hand, they say, no, if you have ought in your hand. And it, I feel like they're just kind of it's like a high school kid who learned a new word. They're going to just use ought in everything so that they can say, look, I, I, I know that word. I know what it means. Right. Um, but other than that, you know, it's just a good kind of slash beat up our action RPG thingy. Um, Oh, it's kind of mindless fun. I find I was able to listen to a podcast for the most part while I was venturing around the, um, the world. I think it's called Grancis or something weird like that. And, uh, Oh, finally last thought on that. There's no fast travel. So you have to walk. You have to walk. As far as I know, you don't get any horses or anything. You have to walk from place to place. But thankfully, there's not a huge exploration element, so you don't really get you don't really get lost or anything too much. So that's okay. uh, that's Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, and uh, finally the two things I watched: uh, the Grand Tour, which is an Amazon series. It's basically Top Gear. It's got all the guys from Top Gear, and I'm not too familiar with Top Gear. I've always meant to watch it, but it's kind of one of those things that's been going on for so long now that I feel like I don't even know where to start. And they've really split Top Gear, at least the UK version. Um, it's kind of split amongst different platforms. Like the newer ver- the newer seasons are maybe on Hulu, but then most of everything else is on Amazon, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's just start a new. It's, it's Matt we'll just start LeBlanc a new on there. With, what's that? He said without Matt LeBlanc, right? Um. He's the guy from Friends. I think he was on the he the U.S. The, version. I think he was on the U.K. version, actually. Oh, okay. I but, only know the uh, the other three, um, the three U.K. guys. I yeah, that's can't right. remember their names. But anyways, um, this is this is pretty good. It's basically car porn with some humor in it. Like whenever they film a car, it just looks so awesome. Um. And the first episode was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, didn't really need to know anything about Top Gear to to just check it out. And they do, uh, I think they talk about performance racing vehicles that are hybrids, electric and and motorized. So, or combustion, I mean. Uh, and then the second one, the second episode just recently came out. It's a, It's weird. It comes out on Fridays, Jason, which is really odd because... I caught it. I happened to catch it on Friday, but I didn't know it came out on Friday. So I waited a little while and I'm like, oh, you know, there'll probably be another new episode by Monday. Nope. I happened to catch it on the first day it came out. So I watched um, the second episode. Not as good. They spend way too much time in this weird military bit that they're doing. And it takes up the majority of the, the show. And I just found it to really bog down. Like, they're not even talking about cars. It's just really the humor aspect of it at that point. Um, so I'm, hey, I'm going to keep I noticed it, but... you don't have Gilmore Girls on Ugh. your list no, here anymore. not my wife. I do not like Gilmore Girls very much. I can understand why other people do, but the way that they deliver their lines bothers me. There's literally, it's just one line after the other. I don't know why they did it that way, but. It's like nobody has any time to re- react or think like a human would. It's like two robots 
doing a scene. Like a human would. That's right. Human wood? Human clay? Oh, God. Uh, and then finally, green room. Uh, actually, Mike had told me about this. Uh, he was like, you should watch that. It's by the guy who did Blue Ruin. And apparently, this is the movie he wanted to make first, but they didn't have enough money to make it. So they made Blue Ruin instead. And um, I didn't know anything about it going in. And if you haven't watched it, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm just going to give my impressions. So I'm not going to tell you what it's really. I'll tell you what it's a little bit about. It's about a band who is barely making enough money to go from gig to gig. They don't really believe in releasing um, albums or anything like that. They just play live. And they are crashing from place to place with hardly any money. They kind of get to this. They get an interview with this guy who does it like a college radio show. And he, they thought they were going to get paid for it, but the guy doesn't pay them. Instead, he gives them a tip that he could go play. They could go play at like his uncle's place and they'll pay for that for that gig. So they go there to play that gig and some things happen and that's where I'm going to leave it. It's a thriller. Oh, it's a thriller. Ah, good. And I know that doesn't really sell it, but it doesn't need to be sold other than to say that it's an awesome movie and it wasn't ruined for me. So I was not expecting things that happened in the film that happened. And I am glad for it because it was Interesting. <laughs> I won't say it was the best movie I ever watched, but because of it just had it just had a effect on me. So I'll leave it at that and I'll I will say I would give it five out of five. Probably. Yeah. I don't think of I don't think of of five out of five as a perfect movie. I think of five out of five as a really damn good movie that I enjoyed. You can have a good movie that I didn't enjoy, but I can recognize it's good and vice versa. I can have a bad movie that's good or a good movie that's I didn't like or whatever, but five out of five, you know, it's not a perfect movie. It's just a damn good one. And I um, liked it. Now, what is this available on? You know, I am so glad I was thinking forever and ever. I was going to rent it on Google play, but it's actually just recently became a prime streaming movie. Oh, right. So yep. maybe I will watch this then. Yes, you should. It is. If you didn't like, th- this is not the witch. This isn't artsy fartsy or anything like that. This has action to it. It's a, I would say it's a typical thriller. Like it's not. Would my, what What do you think? Would I present this to the wife to watch or would I say you better skip this one? Um, I would say that there is a possible, it could go either way. I would say if she doesn't like it, it's not because it's a terrible movie. I would say she wouldn't like it because it's not her thing. Okay. So even if she, I I would say even if she stuck around to watch the whole thing, I really doubt she would be upset that I don't think she would feel like she wasted time. Same thing with my wife. I I would have watched it with her too, but because it's a thriller, I, I kind of assume she would be scared by it. So, and she does not like that. So I didn't, 
make okay. her go through that. And then that that rounds everything up. I mean, really, I'm probably forgetting things, but they're I'm those are the most important ones. So, um, so that's that, my friend, and a bag there of chips. We go. That is what you surprisingly planned. small considering we took a week off, but uh, uh, busy busy time for all of us. Yeah, yeah. You gotta. You're gonna have that. You're gonna have that up in there. <laughs> just shove it up so, in there. Oh boy. Jeez. <laughs> All <laughs> I right. Think I did well, that earlier in the show. I think everyone needs a little break from our voices I know before I we do. start talking more. So let's do some overclocked remix. So this is your first. L- this is your first Darn. listen to the show. We pick a random remix or somewhat random remix every week from ocremix.org, an online fan rearrangement community of all things gaming. Yes. And um, we, Lucas actually developed and coded and scripted, and then he actually built it into a real-life machine mm-hmm. that uh, has a lever, and then it just spits out a number, and then that's how I pick our remixes. So, Lucas, it's true. do enjoy your the fruits of your labor, please. Okay. <laughs> I did that earlier, but I guess I'll give the wheel a spin. Patented spinning noise. Well, it's number, it's Mambo number five, Jason. Oh. Oh. It's almost topical. I don't think I'm I'm familiar with this song if it's based on what the name is. Uh, the theme, okay, so our remix this week is coming from Pokemon, the red version. It's called Marowak's Revenge. Uh, Pokemon Red released in 1996 for, on Nintendo on the Game Boy. Our remixer is Yoshi Blade. Did you um, buy um, Pokemon? The new one? Or you mean in general? Red or blue? Like, did you, know, you do I, red or blue? I, I borrowed Pokemon Red from my brothers, and I've, I've okay. actually played. Th- it's the only Pokemon game I've actually ever played. Same here. I think I bought Red. That's why I was asking. I was wondering what what Charmander Char. <laughs> Char Charmander. And our, our song is the theme of Lavender Town. Uh, again, it's from Pokemon Red, uh, Marowak's Revenge. And if you like this remix, you can find a lot, 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 whole lot more at ocremix.org. It's like almost a jingle. You can find a whole lot, lot, <laughs> lot, lot more. Just go to ocremix.org.
play that remix and we will be back for All right, that was Netflixation, and we are back. Oh, God, I do it every time. <clears throat> All right, that was Overclocked Remix, and we are back, and it is time for, I'm sure you have, could not wait. It's been like three weeks. It's time for Netflixation, and we are discussing this week Moonrise Kingdom from director Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Now, yeah, you might be wondering, Jason, why don't you have your Netflix pulled up so you can easily tell us about the movie? Well, Flexipose listeners, after thousands of episodes, sometimes you still don't do things the proper way. So, be that as it may, <laughs> yeah, Moonrise Kingdom 
is a film that Netflix describes as this. This quirky (laughs) drama follows the frantic search that ensues in a small New England town when two 12-year-olds fall in love and run away together. And boy, do they. Boy, do they. I would say that's the very um, on-the-nose description. You know, it, it pretty much tells you what happens, but... yeah. There's more to it than that, but I, I'll give them I'll give them a pass on that one. I think they did okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even remember any of the characters' names at this point. Really, it's been so long. Like I I, I had to marathon this. Uh, got it done on on Mon- on Tuesday. You know to be ready, and then I'm like, you know what? We don't even need to record. And then I was like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> that does. Yeah, that's. But, that's but I mean, something. this this is the premise of it. We see, um, one of the one of the uh, what do they call the khaki pants? <laughs> the khaki, khaki scouts, khaki. yeah. One of the khaki scouts is, dis- is gone missing. So there's this big hunt for him, and at the same time, the-, the girl goes missing because they had this elaborate plan to meet up and run away together. Sam and, and Susie are their names. Sam and Susie, all right. And then, you know, they are they're, they're caught by their families, brought back, but their love knows no bounds, and they escape off together yet again. And chaos and hijinks ensue. Da, 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 da. I mean, I could go into more explanation, but I think that's it's a good overview. And as typical of these films of Wes Anderson, it's the weirdness that happens Quirky. in between that that makes all the difference. So it's true. There's a very stylized appearance to the film. Lucas, would you like to add such things to said description? And no, so I mean that so is on. the that's the I find the. These are usually very simple stories that, for the most part, that take place in in um, visually interesting th- uh, places, and they are filmed in an interesting way. And that's really the allure of, um, I would say, most of Wes Anderson's films. I'm not, I haven't watched a lot of them personally, yeah. so uh, I can't like I say s- they're all that way. But yeah, I've only watched. Let's see. Um... I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums. I've seen the Grand Budapest Hotel. That one. And that is it. I haven't watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I've wanted to. Same here. Um, we should watch it Life, together. Ooh, there you go. Or Life Aquatic or Fantastic Mr. Star Fox. Um, or Rushmore <laughs> or Darjeeling Limited. Or, I didn't know Bottle Rocket was one of his, though I'm not surprised considering who, who the cast is. Um. Or the or I didn't know the Squid and the Whale was one of his either. Okay, interesting. But have you seen okay. Untitled Wes Anderson Project? Ooh, you know that one. is that's on my list actually. Ah, okay. You might. Be I hear it's one. coming. I hear it's gonna have limited release in a Humble Bundle. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Humble Bundle. I don't know why we have to keep saying that. Jeez. Now that's interesting. Why is? Huh. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, his films, like you said, they definitely have this this characteristic of uh, fantastical familiar, style. Uh, yeah, and familiarity, almost like you. They have this uh, mundane setting, but then they have like this, like you said, this this all like this this stretch of reality that makes things slightly different. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm trying. The point I'm trying to make here. I'm 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 well, failing. Well, should we just get to our likes, dislikes, and nitty pickies? Yeah, sure. Um, um. 
Well, I mean, I'll just start with um, the obvious one. Personally, I like the I like the most of the visual style. It is a very flat style. It's it's weird because a lot of the times a lot of the scenes are set up in like one of two ways. It's either a very flat picture with a lot of things going on mm-hmm. um, that are that are set up almost like a stage, I guess. So there's there's some depth from you know maybe a four from the front to the back, but for the most part, it's not. I don't know. They almost don't feel like real places, just because of the way that they're they're set up. And then another, at least in this movie, uh, an, another thing I noticed is a lot of the time, if you think about the way they're shooting the scenes, because of the movement, it seems like all of the stuff is just set up in one big line. Yeah. So like you'll just go from scene to scene to scene, and it, you don't really think about it, but if you do stop and think about it you're like okay so we just basically went in one big straight line like i think of the uh <laughs> the encampment of um yes yes i can't remember the name of the camp but i always like the use the though one. of like um troop 55 i always like the the use of like um real objects and then like the prop items like you know like the the lighthouse or, or not even with lighthouse but the one the home of the the one family lived in you could tell was like like the the miniature whatever they use for it is all very very stylized and yeah crazy looking and you know it could never be a, a real building but i don't know like whenever i think of wes anderson i always picture like someone talking to the camera and then just running off into the foreground randomly like <laughs> yes, they said something yes. there is a lot of um talking into the camera yeah so, it's kind of awkward uh, a little sometimes. I don't know. I, I i would agree too i i have to say too just i think of the films that he that of his that I've watched, I this has been my favorite thus far. Like, really? Um, and I, you know, that, that's a limited um, sample size that I have here. But I mean, I I mm-hmm. didn't really like the 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 hotel one, whatever the heck the name of it is called, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, that was like all right, and you know, but I I like I like this a little more. I think it's charming. This is this is very charming compared to some of the other um tales that I've seen yeah. of his. Um trying to think. Uh yeah, going along with that, there's definitely a very crafty I don't know if it's this particular movie and or well, I guess with Grand Budapest Hotel. Just the look of it not just the way it's filmed but just like you said the 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 scenery and the the props and everything yeah they just have that some of them almost look like they're handmade and there's yeah. just a lot of patterns and and things going on it just i don't know they just look like storybooks you know what yeah. i mean they just look yeah. like i don't even know how to describe it so if you well, have especially it, like, this one too where you have like the the kids that are you know dressed for this that that church play production, you know, so they have these crazy looking costumes on on top of everything too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those I um I think of like those photographs, those black and white photographs of like look at this photograph. Oh God, not those photographs. The like fifteen uh, scary images that show that nineteen fifty was way scarier oh, yeah. than you remember, <laughs> and then you see like these kids wearing the. The, like those masks and you see it in color and it's not really that creepy, but 
they do look creepy if you look at them long enough and you're like, okay, I could see that in black and white. I could see that being, you know, creepy looking, especially when you take a picture out of context. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the, the, the story to a certain extent. It's not extremely like what happens isn't extremely surprising, I guess. But the stuff that happens in between, um, like if if I were to pitch this movie to you, you'd it would take me like ten seconds. But it's the stuff that happens in between that really makes up the story, I guess. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like when they're out in the woods and when they have the confrontation with the other kids and and that stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, well, I'll I'll get to that in the proper point. Oh, okay. I jumped my gun. Um, oh, that's okay. I mean, I, I just think that those things are, um, I don't know. They're just, they're, to me, that's actually what makes up the movie. I kind of think of Grand Budapest Hotel as well. And there's like, like when those they're on the, uh, when he gets on the stories. sled and the, yeah. that whole sequence. And yeah. So I, I do, I like a simple story and I like a simple story told well. So I really I appreciate that in this movie, even though it is, you know, kind of a coming of age tale, I guess. Uh, yeah, a bit. So, you know, you can do you can still do a lot with a story that isn't like eight different genres, because sometimes it feels like that's all movies can do to be different is like uh, it's a sci fi cowboy movie. What? Ugh. What about you, Jason? Any other? Um, you know, likes? I I like the setting. I liked a lot of the the props and items, just because it really reinforced that time period. Um, Nineteen sixty-five. You know, I'm, I'm very much, um, you know, I like mid-century and things like that. So I like a lot of vintage things. So I liked a lot of the images here. Um, I don't know. I just I I I like the story. I like the lot. I like the character interactions. I liked a lot about about this. this There's a, it's really hard to put your finger on one thing because it yeah. just kind of culminates in in a very stylistic movie that on the surface seems simple, but actually isn't really simple at all. I was <laughs> I actually ended up watching with this with Mike today because I've seen the movie before, but it was much closer to when it came out. Um, so there's no way I would have been able to remember all the little bits and pieces that happened in that story. But if I, again, if I tried to like pitch this to someone as somebody who has never made a movie before, I don't think it would get made because of the things like (laughs) the things that they film in this movie to create a style. It doesn't, it's just not something that you could, you could sell now. Oh, that's my watch. Not something that I could take to a studio and be like, this is what I'm going to do with it. You just have to trust me. Yeah. I have to say, I just, cause I just got the original description to pop up. Their parents think they're lost, but they found each other and their own private, wonderful world. Moonrise kingdom. You know, that sounds <laughs> God. Oh, Netflix. What do I do with you? Just, just 
look at them in shame and go, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? All right. Um, shall we do dislikes? Yeah. This will be pretty easy for me. I don't really yeah. have a lot of dislikes per se. Um, a few nitpicks. Yeah. I don't know if I could say I have a dislike so much. Like, I wish, I guess my, I guess, no, I think that'd be a nitpick too. Um, I guess I don't really have anything that I could strongly say is a dislike. I, I, uh, for me, I think they're nitpicks, so. Okay. Well, I'll start with a nitpick then. I, as, as charming as it is of a movie, I do kind of get tired sometimes of the, not the visual style, but the st- the storytelling style, I guess. Like the you were Wes saying, Anderson. like. Yeah, like you get that somebody talks to a somebody talks into a camera and they just runs away into the background. Yeah. Like or, it makes me j- laugh because I can see that yeah. happening. Or just how some of the character interaction is, like how they they how their conversation is structured and how they deliver their lines is mm-hmm. very similar in some of the films too. I, I yeah. can't. I can picture it in my head. I can't really tell you how to describe it to put it out in, well in word the kids form. the yeah, kids but... kind of act like they're adults to a certain yeah. extent and that it can be it, it's kind of funny but kind of not really to me like i don't know it it runs its course with me to a certain extent yeah i could totally uh, see that what, what what was one of your um, you know, I kind of like wish we got to learn a little bit more about the issues in the marriage between uh, her parents, Bill Murray, and um, I don't even can't think of. Uh, uh, um, what's her mom. name from Fargo? Yeah, because you, you, we just all we know is that they're you know clearly unhappy with another, but we don't really know why so much. I or I guess I, don't, I guess it's not important, but I mean, it just. There was definitely like a separation in their marriage, but you don't really ever figure out if it, it. I don't know. I, I was just curious to learn more what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's or, why, or why she's drawn so much to um, Bruce Willis. You know, because he's the only other guy on the island. Captain, <laughs> whatever his name was. Um, minor, very minor. Yeah. Very nitpicky. Do you have another one, Sarah? Um, I don't. Um, there are certain things in the visual style I didn't really care for. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which is, and I remember it because I don't care for it that much, is the uh, the um, almost like paper cut cut out of the uh, when they're on the towards the end, towards the very end when they're on the uh, church. The top of the church. Oh yeah, like when and they it fall just, off the side and stuff. Yeah, and it just switches yeah. to that. I just, I don't know, like. Yeah, that randomly seems to happen in in these films. Yeah, and I, I get it. I just don't like it necessarily, and that's fine. Like, if you like mm-hmm. it, that's fine. Um, and then there's, uh, there was, <laughs> the effect when, um, Edward Norton is pulling the the other leader out of the that cabin, <laughs> and the fire comes out. And it, it, it literally looks like something. Yeah, it looks like something from YouTube. I honestly. think yeah, I think that's yeah. I like I I personally love that it goes like to those effects. I love it. I mean, I do. I, 
I like it because it makes me laugh, but it's not for a good reason, in my opinion. It kind of almost takes me out of the film because I notice it, and I'm just like, oh, man, that looked terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, that's why it's a nitpick. It, I really don't care that much. I mean, it doesn't have to look great or anything, but to a certain extent, it did pull me out, and I'm just like, oh, man, that's what you went with? Was that that flame effect? It doesn't look great. Whoosh. So I think that's really it for my nitpicks, honestly. Okay. I have one last one oh, note that ma- I want to mention. Is it major? It's probably my main one is how, and you might feel the same way with me with this. And it, it pops up again here in another section of our show, but how awkward did you feel watching the beach scene? Um, I felt awkward. Like I'm glad. Like at this point, where it's like, well, I'm glad I'm watching this movie by myself because I feel like I could. Because <laughs> be my pants are coming off. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. To a certain extent, I do. That's my immediate reaction. But then when I think about it, I'm I'm like, does the fact that I'm having that reaction make me more or less of a a weirdo? Yeah. Because to a, to a certain extent, I feel like. They're just kids, and they're probably yeah, I mean, not it, even it's, thinking it that way. Yeah, it's shot into a point of innocence. I'm, but, I mean, you know. Yeah. It's Wes just Anderson weird. is secretly just yeah. trying to get kids to take their clothes off and so he can film you them. You can touch it, my chest. <laughs> I think they'll get it's bigger. It's hard. <laughs> it's okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, is, um. it is a little awkward, but I, I don't know. I, I, I do think that to – yeah – I that's like the first thought in my head, but then I'm just like, I bet nobody else is even thinking this right now. So yeah. Ugh. Well, it's, it's kind of like when somebody else's child comes up to you and you know, kids don't really have awareness at a certain age of their, of where they're grabbing you at. And you're like, Oh great. You just grabbed my crotch. That's great. You're not my kid, So just get away from me. Have you ever had that happen before? You're just like, ugh. Take control of your kids, please. Yeah, Guessing. yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's awkward. Nobody it's else awkward. noticed, probably. It's hopefully, awkward. but I'm just like, oh, 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 Well, shall we do some IMDb fun facts? I would love to hear some fun facts. All right, sir. Well, let as me, long as the facts are fun. Let me lay it on you. We have. Lay it on me. Starting out, uh, as I just mentioned, the dance scene on the beach mm-hmm. was saved for the very end of filming so that the two young actors would be comfortable around each other. And uh, I believe they were uh, 16 and uh, 15 and 14. I yeah, think, definitely in that weird filming. age where all the girls are bigger than you and you're yeah. like four feet tall. Yeah. Uh, would be comfortable on each other, and was done on a close set, so it was just the two actors, the director, and the cameraman. So, uh, yeah. definitely makes that easier on the the actors for, <laughs> for yeah the context of what they shot, you know. Yeah, that hot scene. Hot scene. <laughs> hot cupping. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think you just named the episode, my friend. Hot cupping. Hot yeah. cupping out in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> got a fever over, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I love it. Uh, 
I can't wait for Denny to tell me how bad that one is. Um, <laughs> carrying on, uh, our next IBM, IMDb fun fact. Uh, this is the first Wes Anderson film without any involvement of Owen Wilson. So, sorry, Owen Wilson fans. He's he's not in this one. Yeah, that's, I, that's, unfor- that's unfortunate, guys. That's, that's my own. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, what guys, why am I not in this film? You know? <laughs> I don't know. What I can... I can play a character. I'm gonna be a dragon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what my old problem? My old my old problem of running out of content for for dumb voice. Good time. What what is going on here? I'll tell you what's going on. We are. Do you have one more? I do have one more. Excellent. For everyone. Um, last fun fact. Uh, this film opened in only four theaters, two in New York and two in Los Angeles, but earned $167,250 per screen, the all-time record for highest per-theater box office average of a non-animated film. So, there you go. Go. Oh. That's, what, that's what I got. There's all your fun facts. Okay. Shall I, do, shall I do some listener feedback? Yeah, we got some. Okay, this comes from Tyler, our resident um, on Facebook, our resident Netflixation uh, contributor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, stylistic and well shot, but it is Wes Anderson after all, so that is kind of expected. Not sure if it is just me, but I just wasn't that into the film. He's just not into that, it, Jason. I tried to make a, he's just not into it. You tried. You came up just a... You came up just a little short this time. Uh, it was well done, and the story was good, but I was just kind of bored with it. Also, these kids seem jaded at 12. Uh, there's the kids acting like adults thing. How the heck are they going to stand each other when they get older? <laughs> That's what I, I wondered that, too. I'm like, man, these kids are going to look back at this time and be like, man, we made a huge mistake. Uh, two and a half commercial break out of five. Ooh. Um. Oh, I get it. I give it a two and a half out of five. <laughs> well done. I get it. I, li- I like that spin on Good the job, tried sir. and true formula. I do too. It's beautiful. Uh, well, Netflix's guess for me was a four and a half. How about you, Jason? Uh, it was a four and a half as well. <sighs> Moment of truth. Wipe the wipe the sweat from my brow, and I will say, I give it a four. Ah, we're in unison. We're in sync today. I also, Ooh. I also give it a four. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, I mean, I enjoyed it. I will say, I will say that it does kind of seem a little long winded, perhaps. Uh, shall we talk next week's? Well, every time. Every time I say next week, and it's not next week, Jason. It's not next it's week. Two weeks from now. It's two weeks. Bi-weekly here. Bi-weekly. Um, all right. So this has been on my list for a while, and that is because I, I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I, I like to look at like what's on Netflix that may not be – Netflix is terrible to try to find other content that they're not trying to push on you. You know what I mean? Like it's there's stuff that's just 
deep in menus and stuff where you have to search for it specifically. And then you'll be like, oh, I didn't even know this was on here. Um, so when I, I use Rotten Tomatoes to kind of see what's good on Netflix that I might be missing or may have mm-hmm. not heard of. A lot of the time it just comes up with documentaries. Like if, if, if it's above 90%, it's usually a documentary of some of some sort. But um, this was something I added based on the 97% of um, critics liked it and 76% of audiences liked it. Uh, it's called Tangerine, Jason. Are you familiar with oh, this, this story? This um, familiar to me. Well, Netflix describes it as this. Fresh out of a stint in jail, transgender prostitute Cindy. Nope, and definitely pal- not. <laughs> definitely not familiar with it. Don't get it. Don't get it confused with the other movie called Tangerine. Jason. Is there another Tangerine on Netflix with spelled <laughs> slightly different that I can easily confuse this with? Probably. Um, and her pal Alexandra hit hit the crazy streets of L.A. to get revenge on her fickle pimp. Now, this is a comedy. It's a dark comedy. It is also known as a film that was um, shot completely on an iPhone, if I remember correctly. Um, so a little IMDb fun fact um, right there for you ahead of the game. So it's supposed to be pretty funny. And this is kind of, I don't know if you can tell, but it's kind of out of my comfort zone as far as a movie I would watch go uh, goes. But I kind of feel like that's what uh, Netflixation is here for, to open our eyes to things we may not have um, watched otherwise. So yeah. it's Tangerine. I'm sure it's rated R just based off from the, the uh, description alone. But uh, if it's funny, and I hope it is, then uh, I'm there. So... That's All Tangerine, right. and I have a a four. Uh, Netflix's guess for me is a four on that one. Um, boy, uh, I lost it. Where did it? Where's my Netflix at? Interesting. Lose tab it. Um, based on my brief uh, scanning of that section of the page, I don't think mine is going to be nearly that uh, forgiving. <laughs> um, Netflix predicts that I will like this horribly. It gives me a one. Oh, good, good, good. I will likely hate this, apparently. Well, let's put it this way. When I look at more like this to see what other things come up that it might be basing that on, uh, I get a movie I never heard of, another movie I never heard of, another movie I never heard of, another show by Netflix I never heard of, and then finally Orange is the New Black and Black Mirror. Ah. So it took the, it took a while before it, before it was like, uh, here's something you might actually know. So. <sighs> What was your sorry? What was your a one point five? No, no one. Straight up, gosh, you're gonna hate me for picking this now. Probably, but I mean, we gotta have that every now and then. Yeah, you usually hate me for the things I pick anyway. So yeah. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this. Slide ever so elegantly into. grab bag time we had just a few comments over the past uh couple weeks related to uh previous shows so that's what all these are twitter conversations on said subject matter um starting out with uh, eric bichard 
who has a bit of a nitpick for you, sir. Uh, I hate to say it, but that may have been one of the more flimsy descriptions of Spec Ops I've ever heard. Not saying you have to love the game, just saying if I have not played it, I would have not understood your description at all. I don't think I understood my description. As I was describing what I was trying to relate as far as the story goes, I could feel it. I could feel myself thinking, you know, on second thought, I don't know what the hell this game is about, really. I know a place. I know a couple of names of some people. I know you shoot some dudes, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit. There's a little bit more to that. I mean, real. To go back on it now, I'd say it's just, it's a game about the horrors of war. Why didn't I just say that the first time? I hey. Hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. That's true. Unlike my foresight, which is why I wear glasses. Wow. <laughs> Eric, uh, thanks for uh, keeping us honest, sir. Appreciate yes. you listening. Thanks we for appreciate. The, thanks for the comments. Keep him, keep him, keep him. That's my Michael McDonald's voice. <laughs> um, and then uh, we had one for the, the the Matt Stafford meme generator 2000 himself, Dan Anthony. Mm. And he has comments. Ah, lucha libre. I have to catch this. Faces and heels are are technios y rudos. Rudo. I can't pronounce foreign things. Dan, come on. <laughs> Technicos Erudos. There you go. I only speak Merkin, which means KFC, Monster Trucks, Budweiser. <laughs> which is funny because that's not even American anymore. What the hell? And he oh. also says, and yes, I would too wear a mask because mask luchadora is bueno magnifico. That's true. Oh, see, look, you did it. Mountain Dew. Budweiser. Mountain Dew. And there you go, gang. That's uh, this is the grab bag. That is oh. the grab bag. It's the grab bag. Well, then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rudely stop that song, yep. and play this. As promised, just take it in, folks. Now, comment. I, I would like I would like Twitter commentary. What is the better you ending? Need a poll. The Yub Nub or this uh, this great Yub Nub or that crap that you can see on the special edition? Weigh in. Let us know. And you know, do the things. So, Lucas, shall we awkwardly finish the show? Let's get the yub nub out of here. <laughs> All right, gang, check us out on social media. Check out Battle of the Beer on YouTube. Please give it a subscription. And it's worth yeah, your time. It's worth your time. We'll have uh, Netflix station in a couple weeks. We'll have some Rogue One discussion. I'm sure. Uh, pre-show and post-show, just like episode A, episode seven, and um, yeah. Let's uh, get out of here, and we'll do it again next week. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Hey, yabba dabba dabba. <laughs> <laughs>